How's everyone doing? I'm Chris Lopez, your union brother on TikTok, Instagram, all the platforms, and uh, a special guest today. And um, anyway, uh, this is kind of exciting because this is going to be our first candidate in our new studio. And what do we got here? We got Organizing Monster. Hey, everybody. Organizing Monster here. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Union or Bust. Hottest Labor Podcast, but here we got a special guest. We have Gracie Torres. She's running for county supervisor in Riverside County in California. Hey, Gracie, thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. My name is Gracie Torres. As mentioned, I'm running for Riverside County Board of Supervisors. It's where I live, where I where I love, where I'm raising my kids, and so I, you know, I'm excited to be here, ready to to chat this out. Tell us a little about yourself. You're, you're like, I guess you're our first uh, candidate in yeah. our, our new studio, and you're so you're like the ambassador from Riverside. So tell us a little about yourself. That. Tell us a little about your community. Is it what's the political landscape like? Okay, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So just about me, you know, my family actually uh, immigrated here from Durango, Mexico, uh, in 1990. So we've been here a while. Um, I, but I grew up in Riverside. That's where we landed. That's the place that accepted us and raised us. Uh, I'm a proud graduate of the, the Riverside Unified School District, which has passed its first PLA ever, one of the largest PLAs in the city. Oh, wow. And uh, that took a lot of work. I hope we get a chance to talk about that because uh, we were hands on. And uh, but we but I, yeah, I grew up there, went to Riverside Community College, ended up transferring to Cal State San Bernardino, which is the neighboring county. I, I joke, but I always say that my heart's in Riverside, but my brain is from San Bernardino. I don't know how, if that's a good thing or not. But. That makes sense. <laughs> so, But I have a degree in chemistry and biochemistry, and I have a master's degree in environmental science, and now I'm working on my uh, doctorate in public administration. But really, like, my passion is water. I've I've done everything possible in water. Um, I've tested it in a test tube. I have, you know, worked on stormwater. I've actually, like, the rains that you saw, I would have been out in the rain uh, capturing stormwater to see if the quality is right. I've done compliance. Um, now, where I, now where I work, I work for flood control, and so I do federal, I help with federal grant funding so that we can get better infrastructure, uh, especially drainage infrastructure um, in the county of Riverside. And uh, I've I've been with the county for for ten years. Uh, I'm a union member. Was formerly Layuna seven seven seven. Now I'm SEIU seven two one. And uh, then I got the chance to run for a water board seat. I was uh, it was 2018. Um, you know there was a lot of well you guys probably saw it more, but there was you know all these awful things happening at the border. And as somebody that was formerly undocumented, I, I didn't like it. So I try to get involved as much as I can, bef as much as I could before I was just this huge nerd, right? Just this chemist. <laughs> and I started, uh, you know, translating at ICE hearings. I was just really trying to get involved. And I met a few people, actually, one of my really good friends, Maha, um, you know, called me. She's like, hey, you're a you're a water chemist. You should run for the water board. There's an open seat. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So I signed up. I, I ran and it was literally just me and my husband and my kids um, walking. As I, I didn't know what the heck I was doing in this campaign, but we were just knocking on doors and telling people I'm a water chemist and I'm running for the water board. And we won by 25% margin. Wow. Yeah, was that the first uh, race? I've ever ran. ran in ever. I had no clue what I was doing. I had people like Ariana, you know, coming in and helping out. And uh, but it was it was like literally the most grassroots. I think we had about three thousand dollars raised a total in the entire race. And I was outraised by my opponents. Uh, they uh, collectively had uh, about a hundred thousand. Actually, one of my opponents was a, a vice president of a union. So it was like hard to be like, I'm also like very pro union. Right. Yeah. Uh, but um, we ended up now he's one of my really good friends. We work together very closely, but yeah, we won. And I, that's kind of when I, when I got to work in politics and learn, you know, learn how hard it is in communities and I think when you talk about like the political landscape, I think um, my biggest focus has been bringing community in. You know, um, it's it's been a frustration to sit on a board um, that thinks that because we're elected officials, we're like 
gods, you know, like I'm an elected official. You better say my name while we're at this event, you know, mm -hmm. and it, to me, that's been super frustrating. Um, but uh, I so I've tried to just come in with the community lens. I don't take a vote without talking to the community impacted. Agree or not, we might not agree like idealistically, but if my community tells me I need to do something, I my my mind frame is you're my boss. Like you guys voted for me to represent you. It's not the other way around. And so I, I've, that's really what I've tried to do is is just have this community ideology um, while in office. And then, you know, I ran for re-election 2022, um, you know, in, in that time. Um, I have, I can say a lot, so please stop me. Well, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. go for it. We'll edit it. <laughs> okay, I was like, I, can, yeah, I we'll just can it. talk forever. Yeah, no, um, trust me, Chris can talk forever, too. Okay, okay, noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, we... She so can't wait to jump in there. <laughs> I know, I can, <laughs> I can see him. I'm like, should I stop? Should yeah. I? <laughs> He's already down there. Well, I was gonna that say, monster. I was going to say... That poor you know, monster. <laughs> I was gonna say when I first took chemistry, I got a I got a D plus, mm. and then I I retook it, yeah. and I got an A, okay. and then I took it again in college. So I mean, I I think chemistry is like one of the most interesting subjects, but uh, I feel it's, it. I it's feel meant it. to weed people out because uh, it's actually fairly simple. Uh, chemistry is not hard. It's really? easy. It's just a lot of math. Smart. 6.02 like, times 10 to the 23rd? It's a mole. Is a mole. That's right. And is the atomic weight. I mean, just make sure yes. if I remember. So uh, in, in the periodic table, mm -hmm. uh, it says 1.0 for like uh, hydrogen, hydrogen, right? And that's the that's a mole, right? Right. Oh, hey. It has one mole. Hey, Chris, oh, hey. what the you, fuck? You see, you see <laughs> this? Known this this whole time? Hey, I'm vibing here. Okay. Jesus That's Christ. why I wanted to step in. Yeah. I always talk about his unions. I don't know you. Yeah, you, do, yeah. you don't know any stuff. No. <laughs> hey, hey, I know. I Science know. to me is like Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's where I stop. Oh, okay. yeah. Like yeah. I don't even know anything else. Yeah. I was like, well, now you got biology me. is barely there. <laughs> biology, the only thing I remember from biology is like, in order for the rest of the world to live like the US lives, we need 375 births. That's, that's is that correct. true? Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Hey, we're gonna, right. That's right. That's water. Is, is that, that water? That's water. That's right. Hey, I yeah, remember. Like water. Uh, oxygen's a little bigger, oh, but oh, ultimately oh, by 16 times. We can, we can draw <laughs> that a little bigger. There you go. But there's a, uh, if that's this, and it, this is kind of interesting and because that's the way um, it's set up. And, and if it was uh, a different way, we'd be all breathing a lot differently, right? That's it's right. A, it's a, so. Well, you know what? Well, if we're going to get into cool facts about water, you got cool You know facts. what? My campaign <laughs> yeah. manager would literally choke me right now. He hates it when I get all nerdy. I want to hear it. <laughs> but, I want to hear it. Okay. That, because nobody really, like, I when I learned this myself, like, it blows my mind. So, you know how when you... Um, when you freeze, when you freeze water, it floats, right? It, mm -hmm. It's it's actually like uh, it, it floats. Any other element, any other molecule, when you freeze it and you condense it, it gets heavier than its liquid form, so mm -hmm. it sinks. Well, with with water, um, let's say you're in a lake, right? You have this big lake. It's got fish in there. It's got plants in there. If it reacted the same way as every other molecule, element, liquid, whatever, and it froze and sunk at the bottom life couldn't exist. So the fact that it floats, the fact that it, it, no matter what, it's going to get lighter and it's going to go up is the only reason that we, that life exists on this planet, which is why mm. it's so important to find water on Mars and all that, because it's not because we can consume it. It's not because of the oxygen. It's because of that, that density yeah. value. It, like, it would kill all the animals if it froze. When it, when it freezes, it expands, right? Right. And so it gets a little lighter. But like it's lighter. Yeah, it gets a little lighter and it floats. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, you go, you know, you go ice fishing, you have this big layer of ice, but mm -hmm. underneath it's water. Right. Where if it was any other, if it was any other liquid, it would freeze up. Because water is the most dense liquid, right? Like it's the least dense. Water itself is the least dense? Water has a density of, I, I also, I think one, one point something. But when it freezes, it gets a little, it gets... Less dense. Less dense, which yeah, is uncommon. Right. Dude, our fan, our viewers are like, what hey, the look. fuck is I signed <laughs> up for? Hey, look. Isn't that what I signed I'm, up I'm, for? I'm, 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 sho I'm showing up. <laughs> and if I had a whiteboard, I'm I want to hear about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing up. About... I'm just kidding. Okay, hey. No, they love this kind of stuff because... Um... But it blows my mind because people are like, well, you got to be able to drink it. And yes, drinking water is important. And, and that, But the reason we have life on earth is because the water does not freeze and sink. Hey, Juan, if you want to remember this, 
Mickey Mouse ears. That's right. Uh, well, I know what H2O is. <laughs> it's okay. H, so it's two molecules of H, so that's why it's H2. And then an O, oxygen, is one yeah. molecule of oxygen. Yeah. That's right. Dude, what the fuck? And I have a lot more cool facts if, you, if we end up getting I was to an avid student. Is that the word we use? Avid in high school? Okay. I was that's avid cool. and I failed all of them, but I was a student in there. But you know what? Avid really changed um, the way Latinos and low-income families saw education. It It's probably one of the most important programs that was, has ever been ran. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe that. I try to get my kids, and then they're like, well, you, you, you both went to college? You, and I was like, okay. So, But it's it's such an important program. It, it starts slowly, starts yeah, you know, yeah, giving yeah. that equitable divide, uh, closing that gap. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I'm a big fan. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, well, we now know. <laughs> we can talk about water. That I know what six point oh two times ten is. Why either? Anyway, um, but tell us, like, uh, you're running for the county board of supervisors. Yeah. What you know? I know a little, but there's a lot of people um, probably don't know exactly what the county board of supervisors does. Sure. So tell us, like, you know, the authority. That sure. the county board. So I, you know, I recognized this during COVID, actually, um, but just like on very plain terms, those who own homes, those who own property, pay, pay property taxes, the board of supervisors manages those the, that money. Mm. They say, where is it going to go? Is it going to go into animal services or is it going to go into the Department of Social Services for children or people? Is it going to go into flood control? And so that's that's what the board does. Also, when when let's say the and this is how, what I was mentioning about COVID, you know, um, I remember like the like frustration, like why, why isn't the state doing anything? Why isn't the Congress doing anything? Because they don't have the like authority, right? right? I mean, we know this about local politics. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you if you're a congressman and you want a million dollars for the city of Riverside, uh, you have to convince 235 people to give you a million dollars. Much obviously for a 10 million, it's different. I never if, thought about it that way. Yeah, just just for your city. Hmm. I want a million dollars. You need 235 people to vote yes. Oh, right. Shit. How hard is that? Yeah, I never like, thought about it that way. And honestly, then you go to you go to the state assembly and you need whatever 65 people to say, yes, I will give you a million dollars for the city of Riverside. Mm-hmm. You go to the board of supervisors, you go to a water board, you go to a city council and you say, we want a million dollars for the city of Riverside or a road or whatever. And you just have to convince two people or three people, depending on the size of your of your board. Right. And so I went during COVID when it was like nothing was happening fast enough at the state level. Um, what we realized is all the power is at the Board of Supervisors. They were the ones that said, hey, the state is soon going to give us some type of COVID relief. In the meantime, this is how we're going to handle vaccines. This is how we're going to handle, um, you know, moratoriums that for for rent, for evictions, for water, for this is how we're going to handle these things. Um, it was the, your boards of supervisor, your city councils that had the actual power to take care of you during this emergency crisis. And so when I learned that, we're like, that's where we need to go next. And so someone's retiring from the board of supervisors and you know uh with redistricting after its census it became the first latino majority minority district which means it's the only district that has more latino voters than than any other demographic it has the most women um it, it, you know right now the women population is a little higher than men so it has the most women but it what, we do dumb shit but what matters more yeah, and the reason i mean maybe universal health care because this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be taking care of the, yeah. that kidney for a yeah. long time damn she'll probably tell me how it reacts <laughs> but what matters most to me and you guys is that it has the most working class families that that district alone so when we when we saw that we saw the power and the you know um the i guess oh my gosh the, not the power but the influence that re, that the county supervisor has we're like that's our seat i think that's really interesting how you put a spotlight because you know people like hey this person needs to do something this person needs to do something but you're putting like a spotlight on authority yeah. there's a system in place that's decentralized in a way where they want, if you want to have impact, you know, take care of it at the local level. You have much more impact. You only convince two people that you need to do something. And I think sometimes during politics, we go, oh, the president's got to do this. Oh, Congress. It's not like that. It's, it, it, there's, there's, there's specific powers granted to local governments to take care of things. That, okay. So that, 
Have you heard about what's going on here in the um, in Imperial Beach with the water and the beaches and the, yeah. the TJ River water coming this way? Right, and right. It polluting all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And we have the mayor here, Paloma. Shout out, Paloma. Hey, hey Paloma. Uh, Paloma. Uh, she, she, she went to Washington, D.C. She's trying to get money from the government, uh, make it a state of emergency kind of deal. Sure. But I didn't... Me here locally, I didn't think about it that way. Like you have to convince as many people to, mm -hmm. and because I'm thinking like, why is it so hard to like? Everybody knows what San Diego is. Everybody knows what TJ is. Like, why is it so hard to get some attention down here? And she's out there having to fight for it. And then to me, it doesn't make any sense. Right. But I guess it does now. Yeah. Understand. There's four hundred. Four hundred thirty-five. God, I'm thinking is we'll success. But yeah, we'll however, however many con congressional members. Each of them are coming from a district that needs a million exactly, dollars exactly. that has their own issue, mm -hmm. right? And and because I I remember when I first got elected on the water board, people would be like, "Yeah, I mean, did you see what happened in Flint?" Or and I'd be like, "Our backyard has polluted water. Our backyard has bad piping. Our bad our backyard has these problems." So every congressional member can has the same type of story. Right. So they have to get up there and they have to try to convince whatever two hundred and thirty five people to say. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for that. Perfect. Um, I want to go back to the landscape sure. question real quick. Landscape, also, like, what's the board look like? The board of supervisors, mm -hmm. man. So we have five board, five supervisors. Um, my my, my is the central of Riverside County. So we have the city of Riverside. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the city of Paris and a small sliver of of Harupa Valley, and then some unincorporated Good Hope, Meadowview. Um, Mead Valley um, areas, and that's like the heart, right, where like the most population is. Um, then we have uh, District 2, which is like Corona, Temecula, I mean, sorry, uh, Corona, Temescal, um, Lake Elsinore. So it's very, very conservative. Mm -hmm. um, the Again, the way things were redrawn, it'll probably stay like that for a very long time. Just very conservative. Um, District 3 is is actually here closer to you guys uh the temecula area rainbow all all those areas and then um you go towards coachella so if you know about riverside county it's you know corona if you know where corona is mm -hmm. all the way to imperial valley basically getting to arizona it's oh, huge wow. it's the size of um new jersey essentially it's a big it's a big county and um and so that supervisor district four he has all of that it has the coachella like Mm -hmm. um, it has, you know, uh, Mecca, Oasis, Palm Springs, um, the desert areas. And then we have the like mountain areas. So like Banning Beaumont. Um, so our, our supervisors, um, let's see. So we have, I mean, I, do I have to talk about that? Are they all Republican or what's going on? Yeah, we, we have three Democrats now on that board, um, two of which were appointed and one that's like probably about to lose a seat, the one in Temecula. Gotcha. Um, well, look, one of the good things about the labor movement right now, it's a, the approval of labor unions right now is 71%. Mm -hmm. It's the highest since 1965. Mm -hmm. And that is not just one party. Right. You know, it's kind of everyone coming together, realizing, hey, people are having trouble paying their rent. Right. People are having trouble paying their bills. People are kind of realizing, um, you know, I, I was, we always talk crap about mainstream media, but on, on this podcast, we like to make the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing, right. kitchen table economics. And, and everyone sees it the same right? at, at that, at that level. Like I, I was talking to Ariana on the way here and you know, she was, she was saying that she shops at a different, in a different city for her groceries to avoid potholes. So, I mean, and it, although that seems like such a small problem, do you realize how many people out there probably do the same thing that are avoiding potholes or avoiding popping their tires and just so that they can, they can sh grocery shop and then not have a huge tire bill. It seems like such a small issue, but like right now, everyone's in the survival mode. Does it, right? We're in survival mode. Like what, how will I survive? If I have to avoid popping my tires by avoiding potholes, then because I don't trying to drop a thousand dollars on these tires, then I'm going to go, I'm going to go shop at a different grocery store. And everyone doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your, uh, your political leaning everyone's feeling this pain yeah so Everyone. my first experience uh like really getting to see that everybody's feeling the same way like you said and everybody once you break through the democrat republican red blue kind of talking points then you start agreeing on things right. uh when i used to work at the labor council but they sent me to uh to missouri 
to canvas uh, a right to work legislation because sure. it, it passed and then the new measure was going to take it out basically. And we won, we won by 75% or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I would be knocking on doors like with Trump flag. This was 2018 sure. Trump flags, Confederate flags. And, and I was like, dude, look at me, Mexican short bald guy. <laughs> and like, they're going to, you know, I thought they were going to lynch my ass, but no people, once I, I never spoke about Obama or Trump or Biden or, or anything right. like that i would just start talking about working class issues and people in those in the midwest they like labor and unions is in their blood is in their right. dna because of the manufacturing gm right. ford all those plants that a lot of them got shut down in the 90s uh so they understand unions so once i said oh yeah i'm from the unions then boom they would let me into their house would give me water and then but i went in there with the mindset like these people are gonna no. It gets scary, right? Yeah. And I, and I remember my first campaign too. Uh, well, you know, it was interesting because um, I remember thinking like, um, yeah, I'm focused on water. I'm a water chemist, right? So there'd be two things that would always shock H2O. me. H2O. H2O. That's yeah. right. Dihydrogen oxide. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? Um, yeah. Okay. Hydrogen. No. Dihydrogen. Dihydrogen oxide. But you don't want to say that. <laughs> Okay. Well, they're not going to what you're talking about. But the, <laughs> but I people the two things I would get at the door um, most of the time would be like, "You're a water chemist, absolutely, let's go." And then I'd get like, "What's your political leaning?" And I'd be like, "Doesn't matter. I'm gonna lower your water rates. Like, what you know? Like, why yeah. does that matter?" And then sometimes I would get like, uh, "Well, are you married? Do you have a family? Are you taking care of your family?" And I'd be like, "But I just told you I'm qualified, right?" Uh, but no. But ultimately, like people care about the, the same things. Uh, and so uh, running for supervisor, we're, we're trying to focus on that. We're trying to like, yeah. And I mean, I, my political leaning doesn't matter because, um, and just like vice versa in the, in that conversation, um, everyone, everyone's feeling the same frustration with the parties too. Like if right. you're looking at it the opposite way, we also have Republicans and Democrats that aren't listening to their communities that aren't, you know, that aren't doing what, and, and it doesn't matter what, what, what party they are, people are not being heard. Mm -hmm. People are, are are hurting. They're not being heard. And so across the board, you 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 feel this frustration. And what people want to know is that they, they have an, a leader that's not going to do that. That's going to listen to them. That's going to that's feeling the same pain, you know, um, that they're feeling. Well, before we started, we were like talking before the podcast. We were talking about how um, issues, uh, controversial social issues that no one's ever going to mm -hmm. agree on. But if people get so ramped up and on distracted. these social issues and distracted, and then pretty soon they raise the Social Security retirement age, right? Right. You know. Right. And it's it, there's, I think that's that there's a system in place, and I think a lot of political parties play the game where hey, let's just keep them distracted with this this wheel spinning around, spinning around. But right now, people are having trouble paying for health care. Right. Right. Yeah, um, divide and conquer is what they use to divide us from back in the day with the slaves and the poor whites to now uh, to separate people, working class people from organizing, from joining forces and realizing that we have more in common. Uh, for example, just yesterday, Rudy, I'm going to dime you out. Rudy's my coworker. <laughs> I'm going to dime him out a little bit. Um, we were talking, we we're, we're doing site visits. And then we were talking about like immigration and all kinds of shit, I, like randomly. I was like, uh, cool. And then he started going a little bit with his conversation, a little bit conservative-ish, which I have no problem. I'm, right. I'm, I'm all over the spectrum, honestly. I'm pretty conservative. Uh, I'm a progressive when it comes to like Medicare for all, right. unions for all, right. everybody deserves livable wages kind of things. But I'm also conservative because I was in the Marines and I have yeah. that mindset too. Um, but then he started talking about immigration, how immigrants and like Fox News talking points kind oh, of deal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Rude, let's, let's stop right here, dude. Like, I'm literally an immigrant. You're talking to somebody. Yeah. I came here illegally. I tell everybody I yeah. came here illegally uh, two years old. So I had no choice in the matter. But I told them, like, dude, I think a lot of this stuff is just meant to divide us. Don't you think? Kind of like what they're doing with our workers in the field. They're just mm -hmm. dividing them so that they don't join forces to get a better contract. That's what they're doing with you. And he's like, what do you mean? And I told him, like, check it out. Instead of focusing on on that kind of language and that kind of argument, I like to focus on what creates immigration. Right. Why are the people immigrating to the U.S. so much? Right. Do you think these bombs that we're dropping all over the, the Middle East, is it setting anything on fire? Or are people going to react, let's not go somewhere else? Or they're going to try to immigrate. Right. When we send um, 
the food companies down south uh, to these Latin American countries? Do you think when we're messing them around and doing coups in their governments and creating these chaos and these drug wars down there, is it going to create immigration? Or do you think people are saying, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm going to stay here. Right. It's going to create immigration. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what I'd like to tackle is the core issues. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of core issues, homelessness. Um, it's a big one. It's a big one, right? Here in San Diego, um, it's only getting worse. And I don't blame the homeless people for coming to San Diego mm -hmm. from other places around the country. Fuck, I mean, I'll, San Diego's beautiful. I know. I have been the beach. <laughs> Uh, but still, like uh, if you're in Boston or Chicago and try to survive in, right. in, in those, the cold, yeah, here in San Diego, you can survive. So um, policy wise, like what do you have any ideas on how to I do help so, the homeless crisis? When, uh, I wish I would have brought you guys my literature. But one of the things that um, through all my campaigns that I've been a hu like, huge proponent on is job creation, workforce development, which is why yeah, like, oh, nice. that's honestly like my big like my biggest talking point. So during. Uh, COVID, um, a friend of mine um, got together and we started this nonprofit that create like has an apprenticeship, pre-apprenticeship apprenticeship program to get people into water jobs um, at our community, training them, certifying them, getting them through and then placed. And uh, and um, so now as a county supervisor, I want to do the same thing. I honestly believe that the way to solve homelessness is through job creation and putting money in people's pockets. I agree. Yeah. I, that, <laughs> That's it. But 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 I was you know I was um, I get this question all the time. I was talking to a lady on the phone, um, and she she was like she's all I mean you get these like short term like band aid solutions right you get a, a bed for three days you get this for three you get storage for three days whatever the case is it's not solving the issue you need to put money in people's pockets while at the same time addressing mental health addressing housing, um, but but. If you're only like if you're only focused on that one like a siloed um, solution, it's not going to happen. I but I I truly believe that job creation it solves homelessness, it solves housing, it solves market market stability. Um, but but good paying jobs, yeah. right? Because I, I and then an empire. One of the issues we have is like warehousing, which is great. Like you know, it's it's great because it it does create jobs, but we need union jobs we need jobs that are paying you well so that we don't continue this cycle of mm -hmm. you know, of people you know working temporarily then leaving their work and still looking and and so I, i'm a, just a huge proponent of job creation so it's like 60 percent of americans are living paycheck to paycheck yeah that right yeah. so it and the number one cause of bankruptcy in this country is like catastrophic accident. Right. So I, I really liked what you talked about in the beginning of the podcast about like authority, because I think people, you know, it's so big, government's big, but it's also decentralized. Right. So we get, so let's say we want money, we get to the county board of supervisors. So, so what could you, what could we do? Like if you said, if you could ma wave a magic wand, what would you do at the, if you got all the votes? What would you do? Like, what what kind of legislation would you say? What would be the first thing you do? Well, I mentioned it. Job creation is the first one. Um, I and I've been saying this in, at the water district, just in wa the water industry. So at the county level, there is no reason that a high school student can't graduate high school and have had some type of apprenticeship program um, that leads them into the into a county job, into a trade, into. Um, you, you know, even working it in in the in a college, right? There's no reason uh, working at like RCC or Riverside Community College. There's no reason that you don't come out of high school with some type of skill, right? Um, and there are plenty of county jobs. There are plenty of trades willing to train you to do that. We just don't have those partnerships leveled out. Not at not in Riverside County yet. I, right? you know, that's really interesting because uh, we had Carol Kim, who's head of the building trades here in San Diego. Okay. Shout out, shout out, hey, Carol. Carol. Kim. <laughs> anyway. And I didn't know this until she was on our podcast, mm -hmm. but they will pay you to train. Yes. Yes. They you earn while you learn. You And so, you know, it's like what I learned when I was growing up and, and you went to school, you went to college, you got into debt. You're not guaranteed a job. But she said on the podcast where you are get paid to train and you're guaranteed a job. Right. So I think a lot of these are systemic problems like, you know, 
put spotlight on okay what what is actually the problem and and um i think i think this is this is good conversation yeah it really is Thanks. so that but that's that's one of the one of the things and in the county of riverside like county employees because i am one uh we have um a 30 percent deficit in employees. That means that's how many people we need. So if you're looking at child protective services, I'm sure you guys heard the story out in, in Riverside County of the, the family that had like 12 kids living in their homes locked up. Oh, it's on 60 Minutes. You should look it up. It is our pride point. But no, I mean. Oh, the, you were on it? No, 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 I was not. Oh. I was not. But it's it was okay. it was a huge deal. <laughs> it was a, a child protective services problem. Right. And we've seen those stories everywhere. Right. Where caseworkers are overworked and underpaid. So they have where, you know, they could probably handle 20 cases in a year or a month. I'm not, I'm not a social worker, so mm -hmm. I, I can't explain it well, but they, they've got three times the load. So things are falling through the cracks and you have these, you know, families that are, you know, that are not taking care of the kids, but I, with the 30% deficit in employees, like, of course, you're going to have things falling through the cracks in every department, animal services, again, flood control, uh, like you're not meeting the, the services that our property taxes say are, are going to get paid. You're not actually meeting those services. Um, one of the things at, in Riverside County we have um, in the last five years, we've spent $5 billion on contracting services contracting services right when you can because you don't have the employees because one we don't have the employees but two i mean you you can't find a web designer you have to hire a company out of la to to design our website uh like just different things when when we can hire them here make sure they they're they're in a union they're they're taken care of they're getting good benefits instead they they would rather pay a consultant to take care of this issue and that's one thing that's like day one going to be readdressed and and divested mm -hmm. from it's like sure over a, a, a dollar to save a nickel right and uh, go I'll, ahead. I'll go for oh no and, and then the the second thing is infrastructure i i happen to be an infrastructure expert it's what i've been doing for the last 10 years um you know i want to make sure that people are driving to riverside <laughs> grocery stores you see ufcw riverside right. grocery stores and buying there rather than going to another city to buy their groceries because our pothole issues are so awful same thing because those things are contracted out that by by contractors that, are, that don't do it a good job rather than union contractors that are on time and under budget right mm -hmm. and so pla that's uh, right <laughs> pla i know a little bit yeah. about that um what does pla stand for chris oh gosh now you're gonna like is it oh because oh you know h2o okay, but you don't know okay. what pla is isn't, <laughs> like, isn't, <laughs> isn't it called a peace labor agreement Project. Project labor agreement. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So there's there's we're going to keep that in. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep that in. Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Ricardo, that shit in. Yeah, uh, you got to, come on, you got to get the candidate yeah. correcting you. And <laughs> what the fuck? You make us look bad. Union language. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, speaking of policies, though, like uh, a couple, a month ago, we had an episode and we brought on a couple people, somebody from CNA and somebody from uh, Hollywood for CalCare. Okay. Um, they're pushing um, universal health care here right. in California. Uh, our boy, Gavin Newsom, shout out Gavin Newsom. Dude. Oh, yeah. Hey. Newsom's our boy. <laughs> We're all blaming him for shit that he didn't even do right. <laughs> in that episode. Like, it was like under Arnold and uh, it was funny. But uh, yeah, they're really making an effort to push CalCare. Uh, they got introduced, uh, I think. This month yeah. in February, mm -hmm. and uh, and we're big old universal healthcare supporters. Bernie ran on it, Medicare right. for all. That's where I started understanding what it was. Uh, where do you stand on that? Where where, where are you at with? Uh, I mean, we're so behind, and we don't just need universal. We need single payer healthcare, mm -hmm. and this and and the state and this country. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll keep going, but no, keep going. Yeah, we absolutely. Why? Need it. I mean, Why do we? I mean, yeah, like what? my what, my what? paycheck, like my paycheck right now, uh, half of it goes to medical medical bill, like not medical bills, medical um, insurance. Med yeah, insurance, medical yeah. insurance. Um, I could very much use that other half of that check, right? Uh, to take care of my family. I have two degrees. I am working on my doctorate, 
and I am living paycheck to paycheck, just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. and, and my employer is barely matching because for the same reason, our the county of Riverside is it doesn't have all the money in the world to pay everyone's mm -hmm. uh, insurances. And that's the same for small businesses. That's the same for that. They don't have all the money in the world to take care of that. We need universal health care to take care of that. And, and that, how much would that alleviate? Like, how, I, I, it's like I'm thinking of all the money that would become available in local governments and businesses and families if we took care of that portion, like every yeah. other country. Oh, we went ham on that issue for country. sure in that episode. And we talked about my thing is my angle is always uh, organizing and unions. It'll make it easier. Right. Workers, because healthcare is, is like a thing that employers uh, hang over your head. Right. Like, oh, you're going to quit. Well, they don't have to say it, but yeah. you feel like, damn, if I quit or if I go on the picket or if I strike, then I'm going to lose my healthcare. Right. And then what? Right. Like you said, like everybody needs healthcare, especially if you're sick or if you need it, right? Um, so they hold that over your head. But if you didn't have to worry about that, if healthcare wasn't attached to your employer, employer, then you're more likely to go on strike. You're more likely to fight for something you believe in right. and put it on the line. Because if you get fired or whatever, you still have healthcare. Yeah. So and yeah. again, just the econ like economically speaking, um, your like your your my microeconomics or your families and the big ones. It's it's the, the how you're supposed to go. But I mean. Gavin Newsom like talks about it, but he's been there for six years and we can't get any legislation and we have a super majority, mm -hmm. you know, I it's that's for me. That's rough. Yeah. Max mm -hmm. Cotterill was uh, from the California Nurses Union. Shout out, Max. Um, he brought up something that I thought was really, really interesting. And I never looked at it this way. But during COVID, um, uh, during COVID-19, uh, less people were going to the doctor because of, you know, we were all scared we, we were and all scared. we were home no, taking care of ourselves. The insurance companies made record profits during that time. So the way the system set up is the fact that people were not going to the doctor, getting their basic needs taken care of. They were making trillions right. during this time, right. billions. They were, because they weren't paying out. Because they weren't paying, they weren't paying out. Right. So we have a system in place when yeah, and then and then um, uh, Caroline Reardon, she said that they had a is it Cigna Health? They had AI denying healthcare, yeah, they have automatically. Oh, wow! And so mm -hmm. you know denying claims automatically, and that's a system we're set up where you deny care, uh, and when there's a pandemic and people are suffering, healthcare companies make the most. So right now, uh, I got three words. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. hundred percent. No surprise, man. I thought you were gonna say something. I, don't know. I thought you were gonna say something. Like, what the fuck? We've never said that on this podcast. But no, yeah, like we went we went hard on that episode about Medicare for all and CalCare because like okay, and I'm gonna drop it again. Um when I talk to other union people, they've told me like, Juan, but we use they use it like an employer. Sure. We use healthcare to organize. Mm -hmm. Hey, you wanna you want healthcare? Join the union. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, dude, it shouldn't be that way. Why? Then we're nothing better than an employer doing it. And most people are not in the union. What about the 90% that are not in the union? Right. Just screw them over too. Right. And even if you have healthcare, it doesn't mean that it's going to cover everything. You're still screwed. Uh, when we went to Big Bear, I went to Big Bear for my birthday in January. We always go every year. Uh, and we snowboard. We took my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend, big old white dude, and he ate it. He ate He ate it pretty bad. He fucked up his shoulder and his elbow, like on his first on his first hill. He started laughing. Yeah. And because it's first time snowboarding, first time everything, first slope. And then it was funny because we fell out. We jumped off the lift and then he ate it. And I waited for him for like 20 minutes and I went down. I came back up and he started going down. We saw him and I'm like, Dakota, his name is Dakota, Dakota. And he's like, hey, what's up? And then boom, he hits it again. And then, <laughs> then we come back down and he's like, dude, I'm fucked, dude. My shoulder broke, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then he went, we took him to urgent care. But his first thought was like, I don't want to go because what if I'm out of um, network? network? That's the first thing that comes to his head when he's in pain. And yeah. I was like, that, what? That shouldn't even be a thing. That shouldn't be a thought. Yeah. Like you go, you go any, like any other developed countries taking care of their yeah. freaking residents and we can't get that same. I, my mom, I mean, my mom's going through some health things right now too. And I'm like, mom, go to Kaiser. And she's like, ah, but I don't like Kaiser. And just the fact that we're having that conversation yeah. is so annoying. And quite frankly, like 
most people don't even know how to have that conversation. Like think, mm. think of how many people are like, well, like if I, if I have an HMO and like they're over here doing like math to mm -hmm. figure out if they, they're going to be okay. That's wild. Yeah. It, we had an episode last year and uh, the social media one and we had the, the person from Canada. Oh on. yeah. Yeah. Uh, she does videos on TikTok. She Union dances. Made. Union made. Shut up. Okay. Uh, she's like dancing. Union made like, from BC. There you go. Uh -huh. uh, and then, but does like labor stuff, labor facts. Mm -hmm. And then she was talking to us like, dude, you guys are over here arguing if you should have healthcare or not. We're over here arguing if we should cover this other thing or not. It's so backwards, and we're like the number one country in the world. And uh, but we can beat this topic up forever. But it's, it's the United States is the number one. It's the biggest economy in the world. But California is the fourth, fourth largest economy. So again, I'm gonna go back to we have a supermajority. We have this governor, and it hasn't happened. So why it's do you think it hasn't happened yet? Lobbies, period. Mm -hmm. Like the most, why most things don't happen is because of corporations, mm -hmm. and we just don't have the political freaking courage to do it. You think most politicians are cowards? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. which is why I'm running. Because, I mean, I was talking to um, a com community the other day. You know, they're they're out here the the pal Palestinian community just being like, please just call for peace. Mm -hmm. And everyone's up there like, oh, I don't know if I, and it's like, how, how are you, ca like you're listening to people tell you their family is dying across the world and you can't just sign a piece of paper, say, please give us peace. Yeah, yeah. What if this is happening <laughs> this in Mexico? What if this is happening, you know, right. where it's, it's just, you know, kids are dying. Right. And I, how, well, I don't know what the, the body count, I mean, just how, how I think like 30,000 at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about babies. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, I feel I feel it. I feel the backlash, right? I mean, I'm right now. I'm running again. I'm running against the people with a ton of money that have been sold out, and I I feel it. Like I feel like every if I say something, I'm gonna get the back. But what, why am I doing this? Like why am I sacrificing all this time away from my kids? All this time fighting for my community. Like why am I? Why have I done all of this to then be a coward? That's it's wild. Yeah. Um, when I started in labor, uh, I started in labor in 2018. So I've been in for like six years at the labor council and now here. And the whole time that we've been here has been pissing people off, like leadership and stuff. Like since we started the podcast, all we do is talk shit. Uh, <laughs> Gavin Newsom, Biden, everybody, Trump. And but we're, we feel like, well, if you're doing the right thing, then who cares if they right. fire my ass at this point? Mm -hmm. Like, let them fire me. Don't fire him. Don't fire yeah, no, both of them. No, I mean, we don't want to get fired, but I'm saying <laughs> no, like, but I'm not. Right. But you know point? what I mean? What's the point in, in all of this? I just get a corporate gig then at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but that's a beauty of it, though. Like we have this podcast and we're growing our platform to where uh, we go anywhere in like the delegates meetings, anything that has to do with labor. Yeah. The real ones, they're there, like our real supporters just a couple of weeks ago speaking of healthcare, my friend in january um that weekend we went to big bear i woke up when we came back monday morning at 3 a.m to a text from my friend a really good friend and then i opened it up and it was his wife texting me though mm -hmm. and she's all like hey jose jose mm -hmm. jose is in the hospital mm -hmm. uh i just wanted to give you a heads up mm -hmm. uh he got ran over and uh he's in the hospital right now mm -hmm. so i was like what the fuck so then uh, I went to the hospital on Monday morning or in that morning and I went to go see him. And yeah, like he got his spine broken when he got ran over. So he's paralyzed from the neck down. He was intubated. intubated. So they made a, they did the surgery that day, like an emergency surgery for his spine. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. It's like kind of like 50-50 if he's going to be able to move again. But I decided to throw him a fundraiser here outside. Uh, I got oh, my friends right. together. Mm. Oh, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, and then, yeah, like my friend from National City, Jose, mm -hmm. uh, the, the council member, yeah. I, he, I always ask him, hey, can you come out and do tacos? Because he has a flat grill and oh, he loves yeah. to cook. He loves to freaking cook. Yeah, it says Jose Rodriguez on the grill. Like He loves, <laughs> he just loves to cook. And Yeah, and then he came out and he donated the food. He donated everything, awesome. his services, and uh, I helped him out a little bit. Then my coworker, Sarah, uh, she's awesome too, and she makes the best tamales i swear to god like it's like she puts crack in them okay, okay. Yeah, oh coke or i don't know what she puts in them I, 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 but uh, I, like she, i, I asked know. her to make it 100 <laughs> my goal was to get a uh, 100 people to turn out and to fundraise 2500 dollars because that's uh 25 per person sure. uh and yeah we we had over 100 people show up wow. the tamales went first of course i swear to god and then chris like we're already running low See. 
Uh, see what he does to yeah. <laughs> This motherfucker lines up. I haven't eaten because I'm like, no, let's let's fundraise so we can. And this motherfucker lines up. And I'm like, Chris, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm hungry. First of all, it said all you can eat <laughs> tamales and tacos. Okay. Yeah. So you, and, and so I, I donated. Yeah. Okay. Then so he I, comes back. <laughs> it's all you can eat. Yeah. I told him, I go, look, don't say it's all you can eat. Yeah. So after so he came back because he loved them so much. Oh, yeah. So but the point of the story is that we threw a fundraiser for him and the people that were there, they all donated their time. Who knows how long it took her to put all those tamales together to prep them. I cooked them the night before. Um, but uh, then we had all people from labor out here just donating more than $25 and they would just get like one tamale or whatever because they were just here to support. So that's the beauty of it though. Like, yeah, we talk a lot of shit. We're, we're, we stick our necks out. But... The real people do come out eventually, and they're here to support us. Because we're all going through the same stuff. Exactly. Like I think that's like what, like you said, that's we, the like the whole point is that we're all going through the same thing. Solidarity. That's right. And I think that's that's what's going on right now. This word is bringing the whole labor movement together, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's talking, it's putting that spotlight on the fact that people can't afford health care. Or getting ripped off, you know. You talk about your, you know, your paycheck, but it it's it's the the way it's set up, denying care, trillion dollar. I mean, look at the homeless uh, crisis right now. That's the fruits of having billionaires. Yeah, um, labor. We've gone on more strikes in the past five years. In the past, it was a years hot labor combined. summer, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So when Chris talks about a 71% approval rating, he's not joking. People have had enough. I think the pandemic, like, really put the spotlight on our issues. Like, maybe corporations don't really care for us. Maybe the tie yourself from the bootstraps or pick yourself up. It's not working. It's not working for everybody. So that's why labor is coming up. Labor, now it's really cool to wear a union thing. Yeah. Like, you say union, now people are like, wait, you're just yesterday. Yeah. Remember that. We Just were, yesterday. We were, we were at the bar. We were partying. Yeah. yeah. We always party on Fridays. Slept. Okay. Yeah. And uh and then this That's win- the monsters. Yeah. Oh, he had a he had a diet coke out of out of beer. Yeah. And then this guy just sitting next to me, I was talking to Chris over here, mind, minding our own business, mm-hmm. and he laughs at something I say, and I'm like, You're listening to us? And then he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, and I'm like, Oh no, for sure. And then we just started talking. Yeah. And we started talking to him about us, what we do, the podcast, unions. He's like, Wait, you guys are in a union? Yeah. That was kind of cool that he said yeah. that. I was like, I looked at Chris. I'm like, that's right, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I told him what we were. He's like, oh, it's hard to get in the union, huh? And I explained how to get in the union. But people, most people don't know how to get in the union. And so that's why it's our, our goal and, or our purpose is to educate everybody that unions exist and you could organize your workplaces. Right. They don't teach this in high schools. My, my girlfriend's a teacher uh, here in South Bay. And uh, she tells me that school boards like Amazon, uh, Walmart, they invest billions of dollars in school boards. Why? Because then they get to like... They have dis- their pipeline. Exactly. The curriculum on what they get to teach. And then, hey, you're not going to teach how to organize over here, but you're going to teach about, you know, like the founding fathers and how America is so great. So um, imagine that they did teach um, like how to organize. I don't know about Cesar Chavez. So I was in my 20s. Like, and one, he's a Latino icon. Mm-hmm. Dolores is a Latina icon. But I had I had no clue. I knew his name. I had no clue what he did. I didn't I didn't understand the the boycott. I didn't know any, I didn't know anything about La Paz until I was in my twenties. Wow. Speaking of Cesar Chavez, you have UFW, mm-hmm. United Food That's and Commercial. Right. Yeah. United, well, no, United no, Farm Workers. I, hey, I'm Hey, sorry. You have you're, 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 hey, Poor I'm monster. You're already fucking. PLA. Hey. PLA. Party tour. <laughs> we party tour. Project labor agreement. Okay. You can put that part in. No, two, two years. Swap it. Swap it. Can you swap that? Two years ago, uh, they, they redid the march from um, Delano. Right. All the way to Sacramento. Right. I saw it on Twitter. We're always on social media. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Twitter and I'm like, oh, shit. This is tomorrow they're going to start. Mm-hmm. I told Chris, I'm like, Chris, we have to call off. Yeah. Let's go. Let's join them. He's like, I can't call off. This and that. He gives me all these excuses. So I'm like, okay, we're going to plan it. he didn't know the name of the Yeah. Why do they have an they ego? They didn't even tell me about it. Yeah, like, they have an ego. We have an ego, Man, too. You organized her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess she forgot the- about my chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> chemistry, dude. Yeah, that on. went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> hey, union or bus. That's right. It's all about union. We're not. It's not chemistry or bust. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
So, I saw that and I was like, let's plan to go meet them and start marching with them. This is what they're doing. And he's like, fuck it, let's do it. So we drove eight hours to join them and I already forgot where, up there in and uh, Central Valley, for Central sure. Valley, mm-hmm. ninety-five degree weather, and yeah, it was like twenty-three miles. We were, we were, we were hurting. I'm not gonna lie, but it was awesome. It was like the energy was crazy. The more you walked, and people just like clapping, and every because those areas people know farm workers. Yeah, like it's in their blood. Shout and out beginning. to the Central Valley. They're actually coming out this weekend to canvas with me. They're bringing bands out. Really, to canvas that's so what I'm talking shout about. Shout out to Fresno. Shout out to the Central Valley. And yeah, it, you're right. And it's every farming, Mexican has some kind of tie to farm workers my dad came illegally yes. to do farm work and that's how he started Same. here my, my my well my dad my dad didn't but his brothers were braceros and they they came out and they were they were farmers and yeah and then we so we came out twice not just once twice that's when so. we first came out the first time we were tweeting and supporting them retweeting them nobody nobody was tweeting them like politicians right. or uh or anybody in labor right. it was just us and i told because Chris, we we all thought that bill was gonna get vetoed exactly yeah. so Hold on, Chris. I got this. Not we. Okay. I was okay, tw- I was retweeting. Yeah. So then I told, okay. I told Chris, I'm like, just wait. Wait until it gets sanctioned off mm-hmm. by the Democratic Party. Then we're going to have everybody saying, oh, farm workers, Cesar Chavez, this and that. Yeah. Surely enough, when Nancy Pelosi started tweeting, then everybody followed suit. And then I'm like, see, Chris, that's why we need this podcast because we're at the tip of the spear. We're going to take it in the chin for a little bit, but then everybody's going to follow suit because we're doing the right thing. So then we joined them again in Sacramento. It was crazy. It was so yeah, beautiful. It was like tens of thousands of people. You had cholos, you had pachucos, you had farm work. Like it was, yeah. but it was like Mexicans, like yeah, the like, Latinos. Yeah. One of the things I did not understand it's the bill was to give farm workers the same rights. That's it. As every other, yeah, every other worker, yeah. you know, yeah. so they can vote by mail, so mm-hmm. they can have the same rights. So I didn't understand what the heck was going on. And when Gavin Newsom, he because didn't he veto it? He vetoed uh, like it the, the year before. before. So, yeah. he, so we got to get this. That's what this podcast is about. It's getting the spotlight on these things. Because the hey, if the the if the politician can veto a bill and people stop talking about it, then then that that helps. But we're not going to stop uh, talking about how Gavin Newsom vetoed and that's strike when, benefits. That's when we call them a bitch. Yeah, um, yeah. we went live on the drive back and yeah. like this fucking Gavin Newsom better sign this thing, otherwise he's a fucking yeah. bitch. And yeah. then uh, and then he signed it. He signed it. Awesome. But it's pressure. It's yeah. it's it's but like it, it, a crazy thing is it doesn't even have to be that way. Yeah. I I and I say this when I you know when I'm interviewing with with for endorsements with unions I'm mm. like. And and my actually my staff gets mad at me for for saying it, but I'm like, you will never have to lobby me. You're never gonna have to come to me and 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 be like, please, Gracie, take care of workers. Like, what, let's make these consent. You'll never have to do that mm-hmm. with me. But for some reason, we continue to endorse the same people that you end up at their offices asking them for mm-hmm. to please give me pennies. And and at some point, that needs to flip, right? We're the ones coming to you for endorsements, right. and somehow you you come back and start asking like lobbying us that's like it's wild you need to get people that have that political courage that already have values that you don't have you don't have to worry about them you're going to be like yeah oh yeah we got gracie up there we know she's going to take care of us and that's who the type of people we need you don't need to be out here planning sacramento days because you don't know how this guy who we we gave you know we maxed out on double maxed out on in november we don't know how he's going to vote how do you not know how he's going to vote why didn't you select a union person like why didn't like it Mm -hmm. well that's my Frustration, I can bound in all no, day. That's, no, that's what I told <laughs> our, our friend that we were on the phone with yesterday. I'm not going to drop her name uh, because of the topic, but um, that's what I told her. I'm, um, I told her, I think right now what we need is leaders, yes. leaders with backbones, because yeah. everybody, everybody, we're t- so busy with our lives. We said people work two to three jobs just to survive. So I don't have time for this extracurricular activity. I'm going to call it that. Yeah. Um, that. Leave it to us. We're privileged enough to do this, sure. to work in the industry that we love, but people need leaders that are strong, that are going to take those stances that are not going to get lobbied or sell out. So you don't have a price? You're not going to sell out? Me? Mm-hmm. No, I would never. I, I I want something better for my kids, you know, and I probably could sell out, 
but That'd I want be something awesome. better for my kids, man. Like they honestly, they uh, they're the ones that drive me. I want both my daughters to know that doesn't matter if they want to start a family. If they don't want to start it, they can do whatever the hell they want and with their lives. They can, you know, live fulfilling lives. Um, and then I, I want my son to know that, like, you know, if he, if he works hard, he's he can get whatever he wants to. Like I, that's those are the things that I want to give shows to them. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know how much you follow me, but I'm I work incredibly hard. And I do that because that's what I want to take down to them. So selling out will just teach them that uh, all the hard work that I put in was a waste. I think mm. the political landscape is changing because now you see these labor stars yeah. rising up. Like you have a Sean Fain, you have Sarah Nelson, Sean O'Brien. You have the hottest labor podcast in San Diego. Hey, <laughs> hey when we went to the picket line with the yeah. flight attendants this week, yeah. they reckon literally when we showed up, we showed up with my IATSE signs over there. What airport did you go to? San Diego. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, somebody that follows, we follow each other, sure. a flight attendant, she came out, oh my God, can I take a picture with you guys? It was so like, cool. what the, like. Um, well, I need you guys to come out to the I was like, well, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, that's good. We love San Diego. I, no, I we're know. everywhere. We're international. Hey, I'm going to always stump for the Inland Empire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that's we where win, he lives. At least come to the party. Yeah. Hey. Ricardo lives in Hemet. Oh. Is that not Riverside County? It is. Oh, but that's not your district. <laughs> it's not my district. It's not your district. Sorry, Ricardo. Yeah, you're fucked. My, my, my brother lives in, uh, what are other towns up there? Manaphy, and then okay. there's um, Whittier. No, is that Whittier? It's um, Winchester. 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 He lives in Winchester. Okay. Is that not you, Austin? It's not my district. Oh, okay, gotcha. Nobody in Riverside. Huh? I don't know anything about Riverside. <laughs> well, come out. Come out. We'll yeah. show you a good time. We I, Honestly, I love, I love the... The thing about Riverside that's special um, is that it was the like safe haven when people were leaving the you know rising cost of LA and Orange County, they were going to Riverside to for an opportunity, and so um, we haven't kept up with that growth, but I b- still believe that it's there. We there's so much potential in, in the Inland Empire, and um, that's why I'm going to stump for it. I'll be like, come out here, come meet us. Like you're going to see that like we're worth investing. Well, there you go, road trip. Road, road trip. trip. If you yeah. drove eight hours, you can drive an hour and a half. <laughs> My back does hurt when I drive. Like, like I even have a little pillow right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A battle that's, wound. That's yeah. age, um, not driving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's everything. <laughs> I feel great, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Chris is like 10 years older than me. He's like, I tell Chris, like, dude, you're, come on. Like, yeah. You're on your down. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's me. Hey, if, if I wake up, I'm still young. That's how the way I look look at it <laughs> yeah but but no that's awesome I, I love the idea that you're running like i think the bernie movement in 2016 brought a bunch of us right. together it's when i first got involved in politics before i got into labor i was just a college student at sdsu doing uber lyft um and uh and and but i felt like a lot of different people came together even marine friends of mine said i would have voted for bernie but i fucking hate hillary and then so they voted for Trump. Uh, but they would have voted for Bernie, the socialist, the guy that's going to end America. Because he was talking about the things exactly. that mattered. Exactly. He was talking about raising insurance costs. He was talking about things that matter. And spending that money here in the U.S. Yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I think, like, isolationism, I think it's a big thing in the Republican Party. And I kind of, I fall into that a little bit. Like everything that's going on in Gaza and Israel and then Ukraine and, and Russia. Um, my mindset is more like, why don't we just keep... If we have all this money all of a sudden mm-hmm. to write $100 billion for these wars, but we have San Diego, one of the nicest cities in the U.S., crumbling when it rains for three days straight, and then people are losing their houses, people dying. People died yeah. in, in San Diego. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and, like, and you have, I mean, you have crippling, crippling student loan debt. Mm-hmm. I myself have over $120,000. I'm going to just live with it for the rest of my life. As far as I'm concerned, I'm married to it. So right, we're fundraising like, for her. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the tamale lady. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to team up with her. <laughs> but, I mean, pero, pero that's what I was told I needed to do. I was, I came, yeah. I came mm-hmm. here. My parents are like, you got to get an education. That's the only way out. That's the mm-hmm. only way out. Mm-hmm. And so I did exactly what I was told I was supposed to do. When I went, and what's crazy when I finished my master's degree is when I learned about um, like water careers and, and I could have just gone through a trade apprenticeship to enter the water industry. Zero debt. Yeah. You know, which is why I'm a huge proponent of project labor agreements and mm-hmm. community workforce agreements. Yeah. <laughs> project labor agreements. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I have. And so it's crippling us. 
You don't think $60 billion could handle that? Mm -hmm. But no, instead it's going to kill brown people across the world. Thanks for joining us. We, we, we appreciate you coming down from Riverside. Yeah. 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 Any last words for our audience? They're union people. They're union people. All we talk is about unions and they're active. Um, So do you have any kind of message for them? Ending this uh, great episode that we just had. Mm -hmm. You are running for County Board of Supervisors in Riverside County. Um, Any last words? Yeah, absolutely. Because Mm -hmm. I'm your first candidate, I'm just going to do the regular stump. We have two In the studio. In the studio. In the studio. Okay, in the studio. You know, the election is March March 5th. Make sure to vote Gracie Torres. I am the only union member running. I'm the only person that, again, you don't have to lobby. I'm going to take care of working families because I am a working family. Um, But but really, like, take a a minute to get to know me. Visit GracieTorres.com. Follow me at Gracie Torres on, on Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, But you know what? Thank you guys so much for having me. These conversations are important. Um, uh, again, because uh, we're we're being distracted by too much while we're we're hurting, we're hurting, and so to know that there is a, a a coalition, that there is a group of people that understands how we're feeling, is only going to get us to a better place, um, countywide, nationwide, um, because because we we're all here just to have live a good life, retire in peace, get paid and uh, work in dignity, and raise our families. Uh, where we want to, where we want to live. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Amen. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Real quick, can I ask you for something? Can you say Union or Bus is the hottest labor podcast in San Diego? Oh, God, slow down. Union or Bus is the hottest labor podcast in San Diego? Perfect. How can I say it without the question mark? All right. Yeah, yeah. Say it with a question mark. Yeah. (laughs) Is it? Is it? I don't know. (laughs) Union or Bus is the hottest labor podcast in San Diego? Bam. And soon Riverside County. (laughs) Oh, soon. We're expanding. Yeah, we just expanded. And you got your your co-host out of Riverside if you're ready. That was awesome. (laughs)